Okay, so we're here on YouTube. We're getting everything together. Give us a few seconds, but we're um, getting all the streams going. Brother, what's up? How we doing? What's going on, man? Yeah, it's uh, spring training's about to, uh, you know, got started a few days ago. We're here now in my apartment around here in Brandon, Florida, and we're just getting ready. Got a lot to uh, dissect, which happened the past couple days, and. Let's get it. Let's get it going. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff going on. We're gonna get to the storylines. Even though it's just pitchers and catchers, there's many headlines. Despite the fact a lot of the players aren't here yet, although a lot of them are. Um, Gio Rochelle was doing some work today. I was a little surprised to see that because he technically doesn't have to be here yet, but it was very light work. Okay, we have YouTube. We have Instagram. We're trying to get everything else. Let's see Facebook now if we can do the double. All right, spring training. I'm gonna go spring train Yankee spring training live. That's all we're gonna do. And then we're gonna hopefully everyone can hear us. I need someone to check. But yeah, so bear with us. Give us a second. Thanks, Louie. We appreciate it. I was telling him before about the Zach Wilson, the player, and all that. We're trying to figure out the account, so I appreciate your help with that, too. Yep, we're in here live. I think we're good for Facebook, too, now, if this is pushed through. Are we live now? Are we going live? What's going on here? Okay. Um, it says go live now. Stream, settings, use camera. All right. I'm gonna have to once we're gonna just check with everyone to see what's going on. So all right, in the meantime, while that's going on, big storylines I would say is Domingo Herman. That's a big thing we're gonna talk about. We're gonna do a little rundown right now. So we're gonna talk about um Sanchez and um Hagee a little bit. What else is on tap for today, brother? Um, you know, let's get into uh Talion, see how he's been looking. Corey Kluber's been a big uh uh, topic of discussion, see how he's been doing in the first few days of of spring training at camp. And um, you know what? Another thing is Austin Wells. You know what you said to me before off air? I can't wait to share with everybody how he's looking. And you no, know, all I will say is I will is that the fact that you can't be there to actually watch it for ourselves, we only just take what everybody who is allowed there is saying, yeah, it's kind of disappointing, but you know what? That's the world we live in right now. We're mm -hmm. hoping that down the road that it will go back to the way it was and see what happens. It's just, uh, wish we could be there or see it for ourselves, get live coverage, but we're going to do everything and every, everything and anything possible to, uh, get this coverage definitely yeah 100% right brother I mean we're still trying to pull some strings to get there for the week we haven't fully given up yet so that's something that's going on but um right now it's just pitchers and catchers for the most part you know I'm not sure why this Facebook thing is struggling but we'll get there I promise so um yeah we're gonna get through that you know big storyline is also the bench Brett Gardner's return that's actually the biggest one now we have Brett Gardner back in the fold now Everyone's wondering about Quinn Frazier, if he's still the starter, when they said two days ago that he was a starter. I still believe he is. Um, Mike Talkman's in trouble, though, as I'm not too thrilled about. We'll get to that soon. He's probably going to get traded because there's no space for him. 
We're also going to talk about the bench. Me and Bobby were talking before. What are your thoughts on the Yankees bench situation? Uh, you know what? In terms of, I think with Brett Gardner, it all adds up and with the bench. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you, here's what I'm going to say in terms of Gardner to get it started is that I'm honestly um, not happy about Gardner coming back. A lot of people might disagree with me. It's a hot topic. But, um, you know what? I think we could have used that $4 million elsewhere. Um, and it takes away from guys like Talkman and Talkman's a big topic of discussion. I think that, you know what? I think he deserves a second chance. We all, all the thing is, is Brett Gardner is going to be a bench guy. He's not a starter anymore unless there's a significant injury in the outfield, which fingers crossed doesn't happen this year. And that's the one thing we all need to agree on is that the Yankees stay away from the injury bug, that that injury bug that's been in the Yankees locker room for the past couple years is finally gone. So that's one thing. But with the bench situation for the outfield, I mean, with Gardner coming back, obviously he's going to make the team. And guys like Cockman are gone. And you know what? I do think that he deserved the second chance, Talkman. He was hot and cold last year, but I do think he deserved the second chance. But I'm just going to tell you this, guys, in my opinion, from what I see from Brett Gardner. Listen, he's had a lot of great uh, Yankee moments. Um, fan favorite, I know that. Uh, I'm just going to tell you how it is, in my opinion. The guy used to be a speed demon, steal bases like it was nothing. Um his speed is not there anymore. Obviously, he's gotten older. And when you look at it, I think that it's just another aging player on the roster that we could have used on a younger player because Brett Gardner, like you said, his speed is not there anymore. That's one thing in 2008, 2009, 2010, Brett Gardner was an asset for us stealing bases, and he's just not bad anymore. And that, with that aspect, I just – I, I would just go with somebody younger, in my opinion. It took, the Yankees didn't even talk to him until a couple, what, a week or two ago? Yeah. A couple days ago? You know, it's been a lot of stuff with that, like a lot of back-and-forth reports that they've been engaged and unengaged and stuff. I was starting to think they might move on. A lot of us wanted them to. I'm upset with Talkman. I mean, I met him last year. He was a really cool guy and everything. But, um, yeah, he had a down year last year. We're not going to run from that. He didn't have a homer, obviously, which isn't good. The Yankees love their home run ball. Um, He was injured, too. Like, he had a great 2019. One stretch of OPS was on par with Mike Trout. 30 games, and I know it sounds cockeyed, but that actually did happen. Trout was that good. I mean, Talkman was that good at one point, and there was a lot of potential with Talkman. Was he a diamond in the rough from Colorado? Was he one of those guys that you can get a flash in the pan, like a Luke Voigt or something? Not a flash in the pan, but like you didn't think it was a real thing. I think some people do think Talkman is a flash in the pan. I still think there's something there with him. Uh, I think he's going to be good wherever he ends up because I just can't see him staying now. It's with the four-man bench, there's no space for Talkman because, like you said, Garner is, came back to play. He's not going to be in the minors because he can't, obviously. He's not going to trade it because he's a lifelong Yankee. So right. Garner's taking one of the four bench spots. Kyle Yakiosha or uh, Ramos and Torinos is taking the bench spot. Probably Higgy well, still. That's another topic of discussion. Yeah, I'm not Torinos. too thrilled about that one either. Like, um, I don't well, like that move at all. All I'm going to say with that is – um. I'm not thrilled about that. I understand why the Yankees brought him into spring training, you know, to compete for a uh, backup role. But um, I, I think Asashioka, uh, uh, I'm sorry, yes, yes. however you say his last name, 
I think I'm just going to say Higgy. Yeah, you, so let's go Higgy. I think, I think Higgy is the backup. He's deserved it. He's 100%. And when you look at it, who does Higgy have success with? Garrett Cole, the king. Yes, so yes. That's the thing, in my opinion. And listen, Chirinos, he does have experience with Garrett Cole. That's another thing. Yes, that's a that factor. You, that you take into account with this. But I, in my opinion, the Chirinos move was just a camp uh, signing just yeah. to see what he's got, see uh -huh. if he could – compete how he does at the plate how he does behind the plate but listen all this all the catchers that are coming in especially the young kid austin wells this puts eyes on G gary sanchez which is a topic for another day but i think well, we'll get to him yeah with, but with higgy um definitely i think the bench spot he's got i think it's wrapped up for him already i think honestly yeah. just it's just it's just competition same thing with like football you bring in somebody during us training camp, see how they do to just get some competition in and then they'll make a decision. I think that Higgy's got that wrapped up though. I think it's, I honestly think it, uh, when they signed Torino's, I think, like I said, it's just uh comp friendly competition. I think they just want to see what he's got. I know the fans are disappointed about it. Huh. Both of us yeah. No. Because of his comment made two years ago. Not even, and everything else yeah. we'll get to, you and know, of course. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, I'm excited for Higgy. I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, well, Higgy should get the job. Um, this is really a dad move because the Kratz. There's no more Kratz anymore. So that's a thing. They need to get a third catcher in there, like you said. Right. If Higgy goes down, I mean, I understand Torino's as the backup because, like, Cole has familiarity with right. him and all that. He actually got switched off Garrett Cole because Cole liked Maldonado better than Torino's, although he didn't pitch bad to um, Torino's by any means. But Cole's, like, particular. Yeah, yeah. I, I also meant, you know what, because he has experience pitching uh, playing with Cole in, in Houston. But, yeah, like, you know what, it, it's it's going to be interesting, you know what, to see how it, we'll see where it goes. And, uh going to be something with that I, I didn't like i didn't like that signing when everyone when chirinos got signed i remember literally seeing on twitter all the time <laughs> of him saying stuff about Yankees. yeah just tell you this, yeah yeah i'm just gonna tell you guys right now um the boos are going to be so loud you can hear them from my backyard, I feel. Yeah, he's not going to get a warm reception from the fans. Um, no, we're not too thrilled with the move. I mean, I get it. It's a dead move. There was also that big video we had on Grunt Talks about the bat sticker, not sticker, the thing with the against Corbin and all that. I'm still not convinced that was a sticker. That was a very sketchy situation to me and a lot of other people. I know people are going to say it's a sticker, but, like, you look at the pictures, it doesn't look like that. It was so weird how it came off the bat and everything, but – we're going to move on. We can't talk about them that much anymore. But, um, yeah, that's a minor story. Sanchez, look, it's do or die for Sanchez this year. Austin Wells, I'll tell you guys what I said before, and everyone's going to go crazy here. I saw some Bryce Harper in that swing a little bit when I was looking at the batting practice clips. I know some other people said it, too. He's a very versatile guy. He can also play first or the outfield. Could he be the future catcher if Gary Sanchez isn't here anymore? Yeah, I mean, I think so. But I'm not going to say you're going to see him this year by any means. That's too much of a rush to me. I mean, could you see him in two years? I mean, he was a first-round pick, maybe. I mean, he's we went through college. Um, Maybe three is more realistic. But Sanchez has a big year this year because there's only two years left in this deal. If the Yankees don't want to go with him, are they going to try to flip him to get some value before they let him walk? Do they just play it out because they don't think anyone's ready yet? That's down. That's a topic for another day. Look, in terms of Gary, I think a lot of 
people, including myself, have been very critical of him. And I'm going to go on record, and I said that I felt like he can be lazy at times. I'm not saying his work ethic. I mean, in a game, the behind home plate, the pass balls, uh, running down first baseline. But I'm starting to realize, you know what? He, he did get injured running down first base. But um, I've been critical of him. Uh, I think he's a hard – I do think he works hard. That's not why I was saying he was lazy. It was about in games. But um, when you look at this, you know, talking to Jack Curry, like Julian and I did a few days ago, Jack Curry said something very important. He did say that, you know what, this is about Gary Sanchez. You know what, he's been knocked down last year. He had a terrible year. He's batting 150, under 150. And you know what, he could right the wrong. He could really yeah. you know, prove everybody wrong, go out there – Listen, he even said, are the Yankees going to bench um, Gary Sanchez? He starts out 0 for 10, 0 for 20. No, they're not. It's just, I think within the first two months, if Gary's not yeah, hitting yeah. and he's batting 150 or less than that in the middle of May, about the end of May, I think we're going to, there, there's a problem. And I think the Yankees front office, Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone, and everybody are going to really have to decide what they want to do. And I think that, you know what? It, the, Gary Sanchez is on a thin leash right now. So, you know what? He's worked very hard in the offseason in the Dominican League. He was tremendous. Um, and I think he's putting in the work he always does. You know what? The results aren't always there. We talk about the struggles with him. And the thing is, is Gary Sanchez, when he struggles at the plate, it goes to behind the plate. That can't happen. You know what? If you're not going to have a good day, at the plate, I understand. It happens in baseball. Nobody's perfect. You're not going to go four for four every game. And if you do, you're a main, you're, you're not human. But the thing is, is behind the plate, the pass balls, that can't happen anymore. That can't happen. A lot of things need to change. Gary Sanchez, I'm rooting for him because, listen, what we saw from Gary Sanchez a few years ago is the tip of the iceberg. I'm excited for what he brings, and I'm excited – for him to prove everybody, including myself, wrong. Yes, 100%. Look, there is something going on with Sanchez. He's got to get it together. He's been bad. And he actually acknowledged today that – um. He's he finally realized why he was benched. It took him long enough. Like yeah. I don't, and it's good to hear him say he knows because there was such a weird misconception. He didn't know why he was benched. Boone not communicating with him because Boone actually admitted he hasn't put out the lineup, so that's definitely noteworthy. Which right. we kind of knew that anyway. I've told you that before. Yeah, like that's not surprising news because like that's how it is now. Like the managers don't have much control over the lineups anymore. It's all analytically driven. The Yankees are very heavy in those analytics. So oh, I know um, you need some gut too. I'm, I mean, I'm not an analytic guy. I think it, <laughs> People might disagree with me. I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. Uh, I think analytics destroyed sports, not only baseball. I think you got to go with your gut. Yeah, listen, there, there's, you know, numbers there that calculations and all the analytics about what to do in certain situations. But sometimes it just takes instinct and gut feeling. And sometimes you yeah. just got to rip up those, those reports, throw them in the trash can, and just go with your gut. I, I just think that, you know what, it takes away the fun of sports. It, it really does. You know what, everybody wants to go with the analytics. Oh, you know what, the, the numbers said do this. The the analytics, the, the <laughs> reports said all that. But, uh, I, I, 
I'm just not an analytic guy. I don't know how you guys feel, but in my opinion, I'm just not an analytic oh, guy. I think it's destroying baseball. Well, I think analytics in football is dumb. <laughs> and analytics in basketball, I don't, I don't even think that's even a real thing in hockey. I mean, that's not a real thing. Well, yeah, it's – look, I'll tell you some stuff about this. I mean, basketball, I don't know how much they use. I think they they actually have adapted a little bit. Football, I mean, I don't really know what it is with that. Well, I, I don't – yeah. for the two-point conversions and all that stuff. Baseball, I get it. Like, I've been learning more about it. I can embrace some of it, but I can't – just like strictly follow everything especially in big playoff games like we don't need to see mike ford hitting instead of clint frazier because he's a lefty no one wants to see that that doesn't make any sense i don't care what the binds or, or book says with that now i understand why the stolen bases and bunts are going down because it's less um likely to score like if you give yourself up and outs basically so i understand certain parts of it but like you don't need to just like go by that fully you got to know like what's going on in game like brett garner is actually an example of both because he um has a good analytical value actually his war which darren does not like at all because it's a it's not a stat because there's so many different measures of it but his war is very good and he also has stuff you can't measure like the intangibles like the leadership the fact that the guys rally around him and all that so that's one thing for gardner but yeah i'm not happy because talkman's gonna be gone probably i don't like that at all we need to see Clint Frazier play full-time. I think Bobby agrees as well. Frazier's earned a spot. We can't have Garner lurking over his shadow in, in uh, Frazier's first cold spell. Like, you need to let Clint play through it. Like, the playoffs last year, that's a different story because it's a postseason. You can't have mess-ups in the playoffs. And he did scare us in that fly ball in San Diego. I will not forget that. That was, like, a hard attack, but he caught it. Like, that was a wild play. But, um, yeah, I need to see Frazier play more. Here's what they said today about Gardner's role, basically. So I think the way to look at it is he'll play center if Hicks needs a day. If Frazier needs a day, or it's a tough righty. If Judge needs a day, Frazier plays right field. Look, that's fine. Like, I said this on Twitter, too. I don't want Gardner playing more than two to three times a week. That would be too much to me. Unless injuries happen, knock on wood, because they always happen with this team or whatever. But it's just uh, Gardner's back for one more. You know what? Let's win 28. Let him retire in peace and then just be done with it. Okay. Well, I'm a, here's the thing with Clint Frazier. What did I say on the uh, drive before to you, brother? I said this. I said that I cannot wait to see Clint Frazier. Clint, listen, Clint Frazier is angry. He's pissed. And he's pissed at the Yankee organization. You know, he 100%. He's been wrong so many times. And do we agree? You know what? Yeah, kind of has. Right. Because the, the depth in the outfield was so strong. He, he couldn't – the playing time wasn't there. Now he's the starting left fielder, and this is the tip of the iceberg what he could do. I'm excited for him because he's going to prove everybody wrong. He's going to say to Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone, and everybody that, you know, this is what I could have done the whole time. You know yeah. what, Gardner's struggling at the plate. Why not put me in there? This is what I could do. And you talk about in the outfield tracking fly balls. Yeah, that, that's a question, a question mark in his game. But here's the thing. I think that I think it's it's fixable. I really do. Uh, and as an outfielder, especially if you're a major league outfielder, catching fly balls is something that shouldn't be a problem. I think you know what? Some everybody's not perfect. I think he's going to be just fine this year. I think him in our lineup. I think he's going to be an underrated guy. I think he's going to be reliable for us. I'm excited for him to prove everybody wrong. And uh, Yankee fans really like him. I like him. Julian likes him. Yeah. And listen, this is the right thing to do. Brett Gardner should not 
be starting no, every day in left field, no, putting him no, in that no, lineup. No, and no, no. Clint Frazier no. deserves this. It's his time to shine. He, we always talked to Julian and I talked about this, him being like trade bait. Yeah, we, we brought it up. We now did. he is the left mm-hmm. fielder for good for us. We'll see what he got this year. I'm excited for it. And he will prove everybody wrong. 100%, brother. Look, I mean, Frazier's playing with Chip. And he's even tweeting yesterday he was happy to have him back. But, like, don't get too close to me. Basically, like, he's still – he's like, it's still my job in left field and all that. Like, Frazier's like, – he likes Brett Gardner. Let's not get that confused. But he wants his job. He wants to play. It's his time, like you said. It's Red Thunder season, though. He doesn't like that nickname. I, was, I like to call him the Wilding. So, let's go with that. It's because I'm a Game of Thrones guy. So, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Wilding out there. I want to see him do wild things. But don't get too crazy in the outfield. Make the plays, obviously. You know, he was a gold glove candidate last year. As fluky as people might think it was. It was measured on defensive metrics. I know he only played like 35 games out there. But he made an impact. I mean, he really made strides defensively. That playoff game was scary, like we said. But look, I think he'll be fine. The Yankees got to trust the process with him. You can't just, like, yank him, like we said, like, at the sign, the first, like, struggles. But I think he's going to come out hot. He's going to come out on fire, that red, that flying tomato, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> he's going to go off. Like, he's going to be good. He's playing with a chip on his shoulder, red like you li- said. Red Lightning, he is playing with a chip on his shoulder. And, listen, he's going he's gonna to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to tell you this. In the beginning of the season, I think Clint Frazier is a guy that everyone's going to talk about being like, wow. This is what we could have had every game yeah. with him playing. And listen, I love his swing. I love his game. I think he's a really, really good player. And you know what? He's going to provide a spark that the Yankees need. 100%. And he could stay healthy. And that's the thing. And Health, Jack Curry uh, alluded to this yes. and said if the Yankees could stay healthy, this team is the best team in the AL in our Yes, opinion. yes, 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 yes. Here's the thing. I 100%. think, you know what? Stay healthy. You know what? Everybody's going to have lingering injuries. You know what? Hamstring injuries happen all the time. But if we can limit staying off the IL for 10, 10 days, 60 days and all that, just stick to the game and just stay healthy. It's easier said than done. Yeah, it really it's is. a broken record with this team. I mean, everyone's getting hurt all the time. Judge and Stan, we need 130-plus. Aaron Hicks, and you can see you play 120 games and stop getting injured and all this stuff. You know what, dude? Like, I know you're a good golfer and stuff, but we only need to see you golfing right now. Make sure you're good to play baseball, honestly. Like, enough with the hamstring tweaks, enough with the calves, enough with the back. Like, right. dude, stay healthy. Come on. We signed him seven years for $70 million, And, yes, people say, oh, if he only plays this amount of games, get this amount of worries worth it. No, he needs to play all the games. Forget that stuff, honestly. Like, I don't want – they're like, oh, if he plays 100 games a year, he's still worth it. You know what? No, we need him to play, like, 120 plus that's what he's here for he's not here to play 100 games a year come on so we're gonna take a little commercial break here we want to talk about our new sponsor patch collection everyone should check this out if you order three or more you can get a 10 percent discount i'm doing yankees patches brother what are you doing i'm doing patriots patches so all my patriot fans out there who want patches they do have old super bowl patches put on jerseys put on anything put on jackets i know i'm gonna get it well, I'm actually going to get a few and put them in my man cave. And I also have a uh, Patriots championship jacket that I want to uh, put it on. And you can iron those on, too. You don't have to get them sewn on. You can iron them That's on. That's important. So everybody go to Patch Collection and yes. use our link and you'll get – and what do they give us? It's you have, If you order three or more, you get 10% off. That's okay. what it is. If you get the Patriot Yankee ones, Eddie's doing the Mariner ones, so he could get the reach out there. But – we're going to drop – that link's actually in the description. It's in our bios and stuff now. You can check our Twitters, Facebooks, Instagrams, all that good stuff. We're not going to do the whole 
full scale advertising now because we're gonna get back to the show. Okay, so World Series favorites from the American League. Good point because this was brought up earlier in the Instagram chat. I kind of brushed over it, but the Yankees are the World Series favorites in the American League. I think they have the second odds behind the Dodgers right now. Actually, the last time we were talking about this in the podcast, I don't see why that would change. Yeah. And um, the one team that we've been talking about that's going to challenge them is the White Sox, and they have nine players in the MLB top 100, which the list is complete bogus, but it does show how far the White Sox have come, despite the fact how bad the list is. Because all the guys they put in there are pretty worthy. You got Yasmani Grandal, you got Luis Robert. You got uh, Giolito, you got uh, Lance Lynn, Elroy Jimenez, Tim Anderson, Juan, Juan Mancada, Luis Robert, um, I think, and Liam Hendricks, and that rounds it out. But um, Dodgers have that too because they're just completely sacked. We don't need to say much more about them. They have no regard for the luxury tax. The Yankees have a high regard for the luxury tax. They're not going over 210. That's why all these moves are done the way they were. And honestly, I think. I think Brian Cashman did a fantastic job this offseason, all things considered. The fact he had to stay under 210, he basically filled every hole on this team. Are there a lot of question marks in rotation? Yes, but there's a lot more upside than we've had in recent years in this rotation. When was the last time you could say there were like three or four very capable guys like across the board to fill out? I mean, we haven't had an ace really since last year with Garrett Cole, obviously. Now you have an ace, you have two to three guys with very high upside. Then you even have guys below them. Like, there's deep options. Is there anyone that just stands out to right now, per se? No, but the pool is deep. They're taking the Rays and uh, Dodgers approach, trying to get, like, eight to nine stars that are capable. I mean, Luis Severino, when he comes back, the news with him that I had from Marakovic and Brian Hoyk was that um, 120, he's throwing from flat ground. He's going to do mound work in the next couple weeks. He might be on track to return in June if we're lucky, but – um, a safe estimate would be July because the Yankees don't want to rush him after what happened last time. Yeah. And listen, you know what? Getting Severino back is huge. We could, we really, really need him. Um, we've seen what he could do. The guy's lights out in 2019. He was tremendous. Um, 2018, he was great too. Um, and you know what? Just adding him to our pitching staff just makes us even better. But going back to what you said about Brian Cashman, uh, you know what? Everybody's very critical at times of Brian Cashman, including the both of us as well. But he has done a fantastic job. He brought back DJ LeMayhew, gave him a contract we weren't expecting, but yeah. keeps us with us for the long, long He's going to retire Yankee, most likely at 6 for 90, which was the first thing that got everything going. Yep. What would you give the all-season grade? This is a big conversation. I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna give that – you know what? I'm going to – here's the thing. They were never in the market for – the big fish. No, Their big fish was DJ LeMayhew. We knew this going um, in, too. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to do. You know what? The bullpen, they did address. They traded out of Eno, got that off the books. Justin Wilson, they signed. We wanted Rosenthal. We all know he went to the Oakland Days. Yeah, for $11 million. I'm going to give the Yankees. You know what? I'm biased. I'm going to give them a B plus. I'm going B plus too. I was in the B range, but you know what? I thought about it more. Like the only thing I would have liked to do is get another starting pitcher. Maybe yes, like I, I would have liked that Luis Castillo trade. I know it was a tough thing to have. Yankees got the Kyle Luis Hendricks Castillo maybe. Trade, that would have been lights out the Yankees. Yeah. Like we talked. We're going to keep bringing this up. The Thanos moves. They put on the gauntlet. You snap <laughs> yeah, the, the Dodgers, Padres. Exactly. That's a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. The Yankees really this off. He would have been good. Um, they waited. What they did is they waited for Lemayhu to make his decision, and Lemayhu wasn't going anywhere. He came That's back, fair. and then the and then Brian Cashman got to work. 
Um, I like what he's done. I agree. Adding another starting pitcher, adding Corey Kluber, you know what? He's not what he used to be, but if he could be just a smidge of what he used to be, I think it's a Mm -hmm. win-win. Yes. I think it's a low risk, high reward. It's a little bit, it's a high contract, low risk, high reward though, in my opinion. I really do think so. Um, I think, you know, getting losing and, and here's another topic of discussion losing tanaka ah uh, yeah uh, i don't love that it's, still it's tough it was weird seeing him pitch yesterday it was but he's not on another team he's in his homeland yeah, of japan I'm supposed to and we piece. wish him well but um with the yankees i give it a b plus uh we're gonna be there the lineup was still stacked i think you know what in the depth moves uh i think we could have done better in my opinion i really do i think that, what were you uh, looking for that we didn't do? I think um, uh, you know, you let know, that I, lefty bat maybe. Yeah, we don't. Our our lineup is so right-handed heavy, and Jack Curry said it's not. He even alluded it's not that big of a deal as yeah. people are making it seem. Yeah, he's he's but, right. I get but it. I do think we definitely need another lefty bat, and adding Jay Bruce to a minor league deal—that's a win-win, low-risk high yeah, reward. Yes, so we're gonna get to the bench soon. Um, I'm really excited to see what he has because listen, I when Jay Bruce was a rookie. And just up and coming in 2008, when he when the Reds were just absolutely tremendous, I was at Yankee Stadium and watched this kid play, and I'm, I'm like, this kid is something. He's special. It hasn't always been. He was big been. time. Yeah, he's been around the league. He's, been, he's used to New York. He was on the Mets. So how many teams has he been on? Let's see. Yeah, he's we're gonna on. go through his not. Right, he was a mainstay with the Reds. Yeah, this is when we really thought he was elite. You look at the 34 99, 32 97, 31-09, a 33-99 the year he gets traded to the Mets. That's a very good season, obviously. His career on base is pretty low, 314. It's not really what you want by any means, but the power's always been there. 318 career homers, almost a thousand RBIs, very productive player. Left-handed stick the Yankees could use. Also, definitely pushes Mike Ford because I don't think his spot's secure at all. We're going to get to Derek Dietrich, too, because I really am intrigued by that move. That was a nice move. Like, Another low-risk, yeah. high-high re- high reward. Yeah, Dietrich is very versatile. But to Bruce, yeah, I thought before the Dietrich move, and Curry thinks Bruce is going to make the team, so that's noteworthy. I, I, that's I extremely do, noteworthy. I, I think, you know what, I, I think people are going to be surprised. I do think he makes it, too, because – what he could do, I think, you know what, and his lefty bat. But here's the thing. I also think how he plays in spring training. If he's struggling yeah. at the plate and his bat is – and listen. He's not here for his defense. Let's no, put no, it that no, way. No, no, He's not here for his defense. He's here to be at the plate. <laughs> and hit and bombs. Listen, I know the stadium, that short porch with his swing is going to be perfect. Exactly. It's, it's just perfect. We wanted him in 2017 too, and it fell through because the Mets and the Wilpons don't do trades with the Yankees. They right. took a garbage – What's this? They TLT. took a, that- Yeah, that's the year he got traded to the Mets, and it has like the numbers combined, like oh, with the Reds and the Mets. Okay. Yeah, so Bruce, we wanted him that year. This is actually no, it was actually the year after. I'm sorry, 2017. We wanted Bruce. The Mets flip him for garbage because they didn't want to send him to the Yankees to the Indians. We go against Bruce in the playoff series. He has a huge home run against us. It actually ends up. At the, giving the Indians the lead or tying the game, and they end up winning that game, but the Yankees come back. He was a thorn in our side that series. I remember watching him game, all every game, one game I was at and stuff. Actually, I was with your brother that day. I don't think he went for Cambridge for whatever reason, but it was me, my brother, your brother, and Greg Palanzo. This oh, is like 2017. That's uh, that's. I don't know where you were, brother. Uh, yeah, I don't know where <laughs> you I must was have been MIA or something. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. it's very know. odd you weren't there. <laughs> Next, we'll be at a bunch of games, so yeah. But um, 
In terms of Bruce, I think it's a good move as well, or risk high reward. I think he's better than Mike Ford. I think many people agree with that. Mm-hmm. But Derek Dietrich really intrigues me because he can play the outfield. He can play the infield. And Dietrich has some crazy, crazy power. And you know what he also brings to the Yankees? Attitude. A lot of people don't like this guy's attitude. This guy will pimp a home run. He'll stare at the home run. He got into a big fight with the Pirates overlooking at Homer. He had three homers in the game against him one time. This dude has some serious pop. Last year, he really struggled. Average, I know people don't like average, but like he hit under 200. His on base is still 347. Career on base is 335. Dietrich had 19 homers and 43 RBIs in 2019, though. On base was 328, and the slugging was 462. So he's got some pop. He can play a lot of positions. He's more athletic than Jay Bruce. He's younger than Jay Bruce. So he's, um, he's what is he? He's 31 right now. So he still has a little bit left in the tank. And I just picture Dietrich absolutely pimp jobbing home runs at Yankee Stadium and just watching like the ball fly off his bat. It would be crazy to see that happen. And I actually do think. Dietrich is going to end up getting the bench spot. I think he's going to make it. I think it's going to be between him, Ford, and Duhar, and um, Bruce, as we were saying, because Talkman is going to get traded probably. They just don't have space for him, unfortunately. I think Albert Abreu is in danger of getting traded because he's out of options, and they kind of have their bullpen lined up. Um, and Duhar, we talked about with Jack. What's your final verdict on Andrew Hart? Do you want him in the minors? Do you want to send him packing to get something? I'm curious well, where you're at now. That was my big question that Jack said was yeah. a good question. And you know what? It, the Yankees lineup is so stacked that I don't see a place. I agree. I don't see a place for him. No. And it's unfortunate because he's got a great bat. His defense isn't the best. No. But he, um, his bat is tremendous, and it's consistent yep. too. He could do a lot of things for you. And he said he's a doubles machine. So um, the one thing I look at with this is, you know what? I, I'm i going to say what it is. I think he's trade bait to get a uh, starting pitcher at the right. trade deadline in the summer. Um, but when you look at it, the, the, it's just, you know what? It would be cool to have him on the bench. But you know what? When he got injured and Urshela came, Urshela won that job and has taken the ball and ran with it literally. And it's unfortunate because Miguel Andujar really is a tremendous talent. But uh, unfortunately, I will say I think he's destined for success, not in New York. I really do. I think Urshela took that opportunity, and now it's his. It's his, and there's just not enough room on the Yankees roster for Miguel Andujar, and it's a shame. It really is. But that's depth. That's the business of baseball, and. We're going to have to see what happens with him, but that's why I truly feel about Miguel and Duarte. Right. I've, I'm 100% with you on that. I don't know like how long he's going to stick around. I could see a, a trade package with um, Mike Talkman and Duarte and Albert Abreu. It doesn't bring back as much value as we would like according to the simulator site, which is very useful. I messed around with it before. I definitely recommend MLB Trade Simulator. It's not 100% accurate, but it gives you some good ideas of stuff. Their value combines only 8.5, which obviously anyone can say is not outstanding by any means, but could they get an arm back? Yeah, they could. Could they get um, a lefty bat back? Yeah, yeah, they could. You know who's someone I would really like? I'm curious your thoughts that would have been amazing on the bench role, but like he's really a star. It would have been tough to find a spot for him. Joey Gallo. Yeah. Like a consistent spot for him, but he plays plus defense in the infield and in the outfield. He has incredible power. Another big strikeout guy though, but if they could have got that, maybe you don't bring back Gardner. Then like that would have been something. Yeah. 
that would have definitely been something. Joey Gallo would have been interesting for us, but like you said, there's just no room. The Yankees lineup is just too uh, loaded right now, and the roster, there's just not enough room. It, yeah. It, it would be nice to add talent like that, but there's just not enough not enough room, and especially since the roster is lower, uh, 26 instead of 28. Yeah, that's going to make things very tough, and that's something very yeah. notable. That's why Talkman squeezed out now. If you have 28 guys, maybe he stays. Yeah. That's why you're talking about two catchers instead of three catchers. That's why we're talking about Albert Abreu probably being on the chopping block, unfortunately. The guy throws 100. He has talent, but I don't know if there's a spot from the Yankees' bullpen because there's a big competition. Also, Justin Wilson, what is going on with Justin Wilson? Why is he not in camp yet? I don't even know this, honestly. I'm trying to ask around and see what's up. I'm sure you're very curious about this as well. Why hasn't his contract been announced? It's been speculated. No one knows. All that I know is that Joel Sherman said that Darren O'Day, Brett Garner, Justin Wilson's contracts all fit under the luxury tax and leave them space to make a move at the deadline if they need to. So I don't know what Wilson's numbers look like. I know O'Day was 2.5 and Garner was 4. But you made a fantastic point before. The Yankees made a genius move with Olivino. They turned Olivino into Wilson, O'Day, and Brett Garner. Whether we like it or not, that's what they decided to do. We kind of knew it was going to happen. It was inevitable the whole time. Yeah. But it's still smart. You get three players for one. And one that wasn't even producing that well. Yeah, exactly. So, you know what? You flip that $9 million that Adovino had in his inconsistency. And thank you, Boston, for taking him off our hands. I can't believe that still. So. into O'Day, Wilson, and Brett Gardner. So we'll see what happens. But I do like what um, Darren O'Day, I'm excited to see what he offers. And uh, Justin Wilson, I'm excited to see what happens. But, yeah, we just got to see why he's not there yet to see if that's finalized and See what happens, but I'm very excited to see what's going on. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking right now. The deal's definitely done. Like, Wilson's going to the Yankees. Like, he's a Yankee. But the problem is there's not a roster spot for him right now, especially since Garner's back now. So they complicated things more. He hasn't officially been announced yet either. So there's a couple things that got to happen here. Sebi's got to get placed in the 60-day IL to open up a spot. And then they're going to have to do a trade of some sorts, probably involving Talkman, as we said. So that's what's going on right now. I would hope to figure this out within the next few days instead of just letting this play out. I think position players report on Monday. So I would assume that this is going to be ironed out by then. I would like to think because we need to get Justin Wilson in here. I know someone says he's a reliever, he doesn't need that much time, but you still want to get him reacclimated with the guys. Like you want to see him get those looks against the hitters and everything. You want to see what he has and everything. See if he's definitely one of your bullpen guys, which I think he is. You think he is. Most people, I think, are pretty sure he's going to be one of the big five relievers that ends up being in play for the Yankees. Yeah, definitely. So it, it, it's all we're going to have to see what happens. But I do definitely agree that putting Sevy on the 60 day IL opens up a spot for him. So. It's going to be interesting to see what happens going down the road, but it's just the beginning of spring training and a lot more, a lot, we, the rest of February, the next two weeks and the whole month of May, uh, excuse me, March. So a lot of things could happen within that time. Yeah, we have a long way to go. This is just day one. We haven't even had our full position squad, obviously. We're trying to get in there Monday. We're going to have to see. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's going to be very difficult because of COVID, unfortunately. There's also a, a development going on at the minor league complex where they, they're working out right now. The gas station. I'm sure everyone's wondering about this gas station. I'm sure you've seen this, too. It's Apparently, it's an indoor like shed-type um, warehouse facility that 
like the Yankees pitchers pitching, and obviously there's heat coming there, so they called the gas station. Darren OJ joked that um he's the bus stop in the gas station because he doesn't throw that hard, but um it's really funny. It's actually right. Um, it's a new structure. It's right by their fields, like when you pull into the parking lot in the minor league stadium behind the box. So I'm definitely curious to see what that looks like. I wish we could get in there. There's almost no way that's going to happen. No, yeah, and the gas station, you know what? That's funny because the Yankees have pitchers that just throw gas. So uh, it's going to be uh, interesting it's to see how game. it goes and everything. So, yeah, it, the, I like that, the gas station. You know what? All the pitchers head off to the gas station, and let's see what you got. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty good. I like that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, so speaking of the gas station, how about Jamison Tyone? We had a fun little TikTok thing with him. We didn't get to ask him the questions we wanted to, unfortunately. We're trying to get him on the podcast. Hopefully it happens. So he's been on um, Short Porch. He's been on Talking Yanks already. So we're hoping we're the third one, maybe. Yeah. Get him the Grunt Talks MLB. Anyone want to shoot that message for us, feel free. We've already done it a few times. But um, Tyone was always welcome on the show. We'd love to have him. So that would be fantastic. But what were your takeaways from some of the stuff you heard? I know I've told you a few things. You've walked through a few things. What's your expectations for Tyone this year? Well, I, I'm excited for him. I think, you know what, everything he's been through with the two Tommy Johns, the cancer he's had, and I think, you know what, he wanted to play for a championship, and now he does. And I think that, you know what, he could be a missing piece. I know he's had an up-and-down career, but I do think he could be a reliable and valuable asset for the Yankees. I really do, and it's at a cheap price. Um, the one thing I see is he was really excited to get here. Garrett Cole endorsed him to come here. They're good buddies. So, you know what? The ace of this staff and has his buddy from Pittsburgh from when he got called up in Pittsburgh. It's it's something. It really is. You know what? I, I think the two of them are going to feed off each other. A lot of people don't talk about that. They're going to feed off and have success. And I'm excited for James Italian. I really am. We needed to make a move. And we, you know what, we wanted Talion and Musgrove. Obviously, everyone knows Musgrove went to slam Diego, but we got Talion out of it. I, I love it. We didn't give up much for him, and it's a win-win for the Yankees. 100%, brother. It's a fantastic move. Um, even Jack Curry said that we didn't give up any talent that's going to majorly contribute exactly. this year, which me and you know what? The Yankees are in a win now move. So, you know what? They did a win now move, I and mean, we need a win now move. And it was perfect. It fell under attacks. Cole endorses him. He's a workhorse. He's ready to prove people wrong. He's motivated. This is his first healthy spring training since, like, 2018. He's ready to go. He's thrown, like, nine or ten bullpens already with no restrictions. Corey Kluber also feels no restrictions. He's not rehabbing. He's still working towards pitching. He's been going against live hitters, so that's great news as well. If those two are even close to what they used to be, the Yankees' rotation is going to be just fine. Of course, Severino coming back if he's close to what he used to be. That fifth spot is a big conversation. You know what? We're getting low on time here. We're going to wrap it up soon, and we want to do our um, handles and all that too. So we're going to close down Domingo Herman and Zach Brayton. I know everyone wants to know what's going on with this. Um, so we're going to we're gonna tell you how we feel about it. So here's the thing. Zach Brayton said the comment, like, I don't control my teammates. That's basically what he said. He's like, I don't endorse what he did, but he's here basically. Long story short. I mean, look, no one endorses what Herman did. We think it's terrible. And someone tried to say Britain doesn't didn't know what happened, which is ridiculous because he knows more than anyone would on the outside. So that makes no sense because this was in front of the team. It was at a team event. This was an embarrassment to the Yankees. And the fact they decided to keep him, he's very lucky, honestly. And he needs to fall in line. 
and he hasn't really made good with his teammates, as you can see with Britain. I think he needs to address the team, honestly. Bob Clapich has said this very good reporter that we've talked to. Aaron Boone kind of hinted that it might need to happen. I think he needs to man up and just get in front of everyone and say, look, I'm sorry for what happened. It won't happen again, whatever. I mean, look, he needs to, like, make this right. Otherwise, the Yankees can get rid of him because, look, he's a talent, but do the Yankees necessarily need him? No, they don't necessarily need him. But in 2019, he left us in a bad, bad spot. Because we needed an extra pitcher, and we were short a pitcher, and we lost to the Astros. Not mainly because of him, but he was part of it. So I think he needs to fix the situation. I don't want this distraction lingering. This isn't the Yankee way. So honestly, either figure it out or get out. That's where I'm at. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, what Domingo Gramont did was heinous. It's disgusting. It's, it's not warranted. It's just not right. And he does need to address his teammates and apologize for what happened and really um, needs to make wrong his right, right his wrong. That's what I feel, in my opinion. Um, he is a very underrated pitcher. He has a lot of great stuff. He's, he could be a reliable asset for the Yankees and help this team win a championship. So I, I'm just going to say it like this. I, he really needs to shape up, and it starts right now. 100%. Look, we can't deal with this all year. He needs to either address it or leave, honestly. Like, if they, even if they have to bite the bullet, DFA him or take him for less or whatever, trade him for whatever they thought they could get, not get. I mean, look, that's what needs to happen. The Yankees have enough pitchers without him. They can go on just fine. Michael King, they have Clark Schmidt still. Davey Garcia's could be the favorite to get in the fifth spot since Herman hasn't pitched in a long time. Um, the feed died on the computer, but we're still on Instagram, and we can get this audio through the podcast once I save this, send it, you know. So we can still get this a little bit. It's not going to be exactly what we wanted. My bad with the Charger, everyone. Should have had them plans. I didn't think it would die so quickly, but we're going to get this going soon. So what should we conclude with, brother? Uh, you know, um, why don't we conclude with, uh, let's see, um, you know what? What's one more thing we want to see from Yankee spring training? Okay, so here's the thing. Positional battles. What are we looking for when the position players come? What's the week going to look like? We have a few interviews lined up potentially. We have one on Tuesday we're looking forward to. We're talking to some other people. We're going to see what happens with that. We're going to get as close to the field as we can. We have to see what the story with that is. Tomorrow we're going to be out of touch. It's a beach day, so don't expect too much tomorrow. But if any news happens, of course, we'll be here for that. So we want to thank everyone that's listened for sure. We appreciate you guys and the racks and girls, whoever's in here. So thank you so much. Um, Bobby, what's your final conclusion here? My final conclusion on this is I, I just want to see, you know what? It starts right here with going for a championship. Yep. It starts right now. And the Yankees haven't won a championship since 2009. It's way too long for their standards. They're in win now. They have... The assets they have the they have just enough pitching. I'm not going to say the best. They have they found their ace. They got a solid two and three. Other than that, we need to f see where we're at with it. Um, but our lineup is stacked, and when healthy, nobody could even stick with us. And it starts right now. Stay healthy, work hard, and go for that championship. That's what it's for. And look, you're getting 162 games last year. 102 games were robbed from you. Yep. Now go out there, show what you're about, and make it happen. And 
what I'm excited for is, you know what, it's World Series or bust for the Yankees. It really is. Because if the Yankees don't win a World Series, I don't care about getting there. If we don't, at the end of the World Series, host that uh, trophy and bring number 28 back to the Bronx where it belongs, this season's a failure. So everything that, Endorse the, that. the Yankees are working so hard for starts right now. So yeah, let's get it going. 100%, brother. That's my final message, too. Look, I mean, is it going to be a tall order if we face the Dodgers, Padres, or whoever else? Yeah, but look, the Yankees don't get to World Series just to get there for fun. They get there to win it. And the Yankees haven't won in 12 years now, so we don't care. Obviously, we want them to make it. We're not going to be like, oh, it's such a terrible season if they have to lose the World Series. But it's not a success because you didn't win. That, we're not the other teams. We're not Tampa Bay happy to get to the World Series and we trade our best pitcher. Like That's not what we do. The Yankees are all in all the time they need to start acting like it we're getting close i feel like the yankees i've never seen the american league as clear cut for them in, in a long time when was the last time you would say it's been this clear that they're a favorite in the american league uh, i'm gonna say it's been a while it's been a really long time i think that uh that um i'm gonna say you know what 99 and 2000 i'm gonna say wow i would say 2009 i'll go back to 09 because okay. i felt like they were very heavily favored after the moves that took place and like angels were a big thorn in our side that year and they always were a big problem so yeah i'll go 09 you go early 2000s they were an even bigger favor back then so that does make sense so uh, either way honestly you guys all get the point so i think we've just about wrapped up day one here yep absolutely yeah it's day one and we'll see what happens the rest of the week yeah, so remember the patches we talked about. You guys can go back to patchcollectors.com for sure. Yankees one's going. He's going to have Patriot ones, and we're going to have a lot more of those. We actually both ordered them, too, so you guys can see what we have with that. Uh, Instagram is Grunt Talks Teams for everyone in here. We're going to put this on YouTube, which is G it's Grunt Talks MLB, GT Sports. Our podcast is GNT Sports Talks, presented by Grunt Talks, Apple and Spotify. Website, Grunt Talks MLB. Personal Instagram, Julian Guardi 11. Team Instagram is Grunt Talks Team, like we already said. Uh, my personal Twitter, Julian Guardi 1. The Twitter, Grunt Talks MLB. Brother, take it away. Thank you, brother. So, my personal Twitter is BTompson81. My personal Instagram, BobbyThompson81. Catch all of our content exclusively on GruntTalksMLB.com. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Yes, absolutely. Day one in the books. We'll see what is in store for tomorrow going forward the rest of the week. Everyone have a good one. Let's go, Yanks.